what is up? It is me, George G. We've got another great episode coming your way with Susan Washburn. Susan is a CFP. She is a JD and a senior financial planner with Provise Management Group. We talked about helping people to figure out and get down to what's really important with money. And in a time where we could all be a little bit more financially literate, focusing first on our purpose and our strengths helps us give us a little bit more clarity. So we went through a cool thought exercise. We talked about the importance of knowing your communication style and how you like to take in and process information, the value of that. Talked about some tools for making that happen. Talked about how 25% of women don't think about their financial futures and how to reverse that percentage or that trend. And just talked about uh, being intentional with money and doing a good job and paying close attention and all the benefits that you'll get from that. Let's go. Susan, to get us started, give us two truths and a lie, please. Two truths and a lie. I flunked out of my first ballet class at age five. I've gotten a hole in one. And when I was a college student traveling in Morocco, someone offered to buy me for two camels. Oh, those are those are excellent. Those are excellent. I don't think you've ever gotten a hole in one, Susan. You're right. Yes. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> so wow, you're good. No, thank you. Thank you. So you 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 flunked out of ballet. Did you did you keep pursuing it? I did. I went back when I went back to college, I did. And so I um as a young adult, I did. I didn't dance professionally. I danced for fun, but yeah. I so it's kind of one of those things I love to do. All right. I haven't and, done it in a while, but I still love to do it. And is two camels is 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 that a lot or is that is that? I don't know. I've never really wanted to go into that. I um, a young a friend, a college friend, I was traveling with. Um, she got offered five, and I got offered two. Hmm. So. I guess it wasn't a really good offer. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you playing along. What is top of mind for you right now? Well, I want to talk a little bit um, about my story, about how I got into the financial world. And I think women learn a lot by stories. And rather than giving you my resume, let me just tell you a little bit about who I am. Great. As a young woman, I lived a pretty charmed life. By age 30, I had a beautiful home in New Orleans. I had a thriving career, and I was married and starting a family. So I was checking off all the boxes. And then life happened, and two events derailed my life. I don't know if you remember, if you were young enough to remember Hurricane Katrina. Sure. But it was about 20 years ago. And I guess we're getting there. And that forced us to evacuate and move to Florida, where I am now located. And while I was busy rebuilding my family's life, my next life event happened, and that was my divorce. And while I couldn't manage that devastation following a hurricane, I realized I could have better managed the chaos of my divorce, especially the financial part of it. Um, I was educated as an attorney, but I was working as a stay-at-home mom. And all of a sudden, I found myself alone, scared, 
overwhelmed, you put it, embarrassed by my lack of financial knowledge. And so to regain control of my world, I started down this path. And that's what I do today as um, I'm a financial planner. But what I've learned over time is I've shared this story with a lot of people is how many people are in the midst of their own financial hurricane. And that's when I had like that aha moment and realized, hey, what I do goes far beyond just offering advice about money or being a financial planner. And my true purpose or my mission these days is to really get women to engage in their financial affairs so that they can shape their financial futures. So that's what's on my mind is getting women savvier about money and about investing. I appreciate that very much. And financial hurricane, that is a a, a great metaphor and something that, you know, you never know what's going to come along. If it is an actual hurricane or if it's a sickness or a divorce or relationship, just things happen. And if we're not prepared, um, then it's easy to not be prepared. So I don't know if the financial industry is necessarily focused on women for, for very long or if it's even doing it now. Well, I, I read enough and I was reading something this week about how, you know, 25% of women don't even think about their financial futures or even ask questions about it. And the reality is we live longer and we tend to go into retirement years with less money. And there are reasons for that. A lot of it is around caregiving. I was an example of someone who was a stay-at-home mom and and took a decade out of the workforce. And it's hard to recoup those years from a financial perspective. And then a lot of women now are kind of sandwiched. They spend time taking care of children and then they're aging parents. And lots of times they're out of the workforce, take jobs that don't pay as much or part-time jobs that don't have the same sort of benefits and promotions and bonuses. So women do find themselves in some unique situations. Not to say that men don't, but for women, these are things that are are more prevalent, I think. Yeah. So how do you think about, how do you think about financial literacy? Because personal finance is a lot. Some people probably want to know lots of stuff. Some people, maybe they're super intimidated, so they don't want to know a lot, but... I started doing um, something called a Savvy Women Invest on Purpose event. And it is a little bit about financial literacy, but what it is, is it's bringing a community of women together. And what we do is we, it's interactive, it's fun. And we really look at what is the purpose of your money? Rather than jumping into stocks and bonds and let's get this whole financial plan is what is your purpose for money? Let's figure that out and let's jump into what are your strengths as women? Because you've relied on those strengths all your life to make good decisions. And you need to bring those same strengths with you with your financial planning. And we spend a lot of time looking at women's strengths. Do you think of any Women, when you think of women, are there things you think we do exceptionally well or some of our strengths? I find women to be more empathetic and thoughtful and open to having conversations about sensitive subjects than our men. When I look at when I were in a room of women, I ask them that question and we brainstorm and write them down. And 
Many of the items you said are there. Communication. We talk a lot. Interestingly, we don't talk about money a whole lot. Um, we talk about our children. We talk about education, trips. But I grew up as the daughter of an investment advisor, and we didn't talk money. I mean, I think for my generation, there is a taboo around it. And I'm hoping that for your children's generation and my children's generations, there aren't those taboos. But it's communications a really important way for women to find out information. And so I think that we're better at that lots of times. I think empathy, I think that goes into what I would call put that whole nurturing category together. Um, we tend to be purpose-driven. And so when we do the Savvy Women event, I kind of pose a question. So I'll give you the same question, George. So if you won the lottery tomorrow, what are three ways you would spend your money? And inevitably, people come up with things like family. Um, maybe it's they're giving back to a charitable organization. Women tend to be very philanthropic. They tend to be purpose-driven. Um, they're concerned about the environment. They're concerned about the, what world we leave for the next generation. So it's interesting just to see how women come together to figure out what's important to them. And I think that's a really good way to move forward. So when you can start building the foundation of what's important for you, your purpose, what you would like to spend your money on, and there's no judgment, there's no right or wrong answers. It's just figuring it out. And sometimes we don't do that beginning homework, if you will, or just that thinking you know, having that conversation about how do we spend our money and what's the purpose of it. I always love to tell that I have a client and every year she and her husband send us a um, Christmas card and it's got all of their grandchildren on it. And on the back, she writes all of their names and all of their ages and tells me a little snippet about what they're doing. So someone might be learning to drive this year and on the other end, someone's... Um, going to be the next best trash collector because you know how young children you know you, they just are they're curious and they explore sure. so much so i think when you can start figuring out what your purpose is what your strengths are that is really a good way to that's i think a great starting point before we get to financial literacy because when you know that, you got some clarity there. And I think that clarity can help you and inspire you to go the right direction on putting a plan together. Um, financial I, I literacy that, is that, really important. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I love the exercise and the question about if you won the lottery, what would you do? Because it strikes me that that really goes to what hurts the most or what is, you know, sort of what's been what what's top of mind with 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 money and now i've given you a magic wand to get rid of that thing so what what are some of the things you start with right it's just i think it's your value system and what you know resonates with you as a person and i think men can do the same thing it's just trying to connect with women in places that are meaningful to them and important to them so um that's kind of where we go with that yeah, I, I love it. And why not talk about purpose and strengths first? It's such a men are historically t 
typically speaking, focused on things and women are focused on relationships. Um, I don't think that that's a controversial thing, but it's funny that I went right to things and you're talking about the more the more important things. So I'm I'm and being guess, part of the problem, Susan. <laughs> I doubt it. So you bring up relationships. So one of the things that we talk about in my Savvy Women event is we are relationship driven. And I kind of think there are three components to what is part of a relationship with a financial professional. And one of them is knowledge and expertise and reputation. Another would be communication skills. And another one would be interpersonal skills. So George, which do you think of those three kind of categories appeals most to men? Knowledge, expertise, and reputation. Right. But women want all of it. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of men, and I bet you're one of them, George, want all of that too. But the industry was built by men for men. And men often look, am I beating the S&P this year? And women look at returns, but I think we look at it a little more intentionally. We look at it, are we getting to our end point? Um, I heard a speaker say the other day that women don't care about returns. And I don't think he really meant that. I think, I hope he didn't mean that. I think what he meant is what I'm trying to say is that it's just a way of looking at it differently. Um, And it goes back to maybe the goal. If my goal is retirement and I have one bad year, last year was a cruddy market. It just was cruddy in the stock market. It didn't matter where you were. If I judged it just by that cruddy year, then I, I'd be like, ah, but if I know I have a, an end game, I know I have a goal, I'm putting away money from my kid's college, this is one year, and I know that the markets go up and down, that we can overcome that. So I think it's understanding that all of those things are important. Interpersonal skills, um, it's knowing Oh, I kind of came at a blank right there, but it's knowing that people want to be heard and understood. And I think that's a really important part of when I put a financial plan together. I started um, last year, I took a class, a year long course on becoming a certified financial transitionist. (laughs) And that is to help people as they go through transitions in life, like death, changing a career and an identity divorce and getting those tools because what I've learned over time doing what I do is that there's a technical side of money, you know, the cash flow, the investments, the estate planning, but there's also a personal side of money that drives a lot of our decisions, our relationships, our emotions, and all of that. And so I've started to really incorporate those sorts of tools. And I think That's because I've worked with so many women that I know that they need that. Um, I started using a communication preference tool recently, and I've gotten a lot of really positive response from that because we don't often ask people how they best communicate. And all this is, is it's a simple one pager and it's my certified financial transitionist group. They have put this out and What they do is they look at this and I say, look, you know, in times of transition, in times of stress, 
you may not make your best financial decisions. So let's look at this list real quickly and give me one or two ways on here that describe how you communicate. And some of them are like soften your tone, or it may be give me time to process, give me visual aids, but those communication tools. And I really feel when I work with new clients or a client going through a life event, that it becomes really important to see how someone does communicate because how I communicate doesn't work for everyone. So trying to see how I can best help people as they go through making some of these decisions. And sometimes the decisions we make are irrevocable. We can't go back and change them or to give people time out. Let's take a pause. This doesn't have to be done today. It's something to think about. So I think it's really important to take all of those things in a relationship with our financial professionals and make that come to fruition. So that's something I'm very passionate about is making it a very holistic, intentional, those words get overused, but to me, intentional is so important putting a plan together that represents your values, your purpose, and what works for you. I think oh, that's I went great. on my soapbox, didn't I? Sorry, I George, it. I didn't let you talk. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I think, I don't know that I know how I like to receive information. Like if I sat and thought about it. So I imagine that a lot of people, it's very, very beneficial to help them go through that exercise of learning about my communication styles or rather preferences. So now I know, and I can be uh, more of an advocate for myself and what I really want out of my interaction with a financial professional. Say, hey, here's how I like to receive information and I want to take an active part in this and sort of co-create versus just having it dictated or given to me. I like that co-create. I think that's really the goal there is I, I just I would while you were saying that I was looking, you know, some of the things that are on that list are remember my need to analyze, um, invest time in building the relationship. Um, remember my need for control. Be an active listener. And I think what happens is when I put this list of about 10, 15 in front of someone and say, look, what find one or two that pop in there every once in a while i'll get someone that says they all apply said no <laughs> what's yes, strong you apply but i think making it a much more team event um part of what we do at provice is we work as teams and i think one of the nice things about that is you get two professionals who are experienced who are credentialed who have great reputations able to listen to a situation and know your situation and get to know who you are and what your dreams are and what your expectations are and see if we're a good team. And that's so important. And that's one of the things I always leave women with is the key to becoming savvier about money is one of them is trusting your intuitions. You know, sometimes that a relationship will work or it won't work. And I always remember the times I didn't listen to my intuition. I never go back and say, oh, I listened to it and it worked out. But I think we're hardwired to know some things just aren't going to work out. Yeah. I think that there's so much value in that. And 
if we are not intentional about knowing and then actually listening and paying attention, then it's just going to sort of pass us by. So it makes a lot of sense. Well, Susan, we are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for us? I encourage everyone, especially women, to get engaged in their financial affairs. Start making, make it your New Year's resolution now to start putting together a financial plan. And gentlemen who are listening, the same for you. (laughs) Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on. Susan, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Well, you can find me, um, probably the easiest way is to give me a phone call or you can reach out to me at ProVice Management Group. I'm at washburn at provice.com or 727-441-9022 and uh, reach out. And I'm also on LinkedIn. So I'm trying to get better with social media. Sometimes I'm a technology dinosaur, but I'm trying. I appreciate that. Excellent. Well, Go to it's provise.com. Yes, that Go will work. Pro, P-R-O-V is in Valentine, I-S-E.com. And shoot Susan an email or find her on LinkedIn, give her a call and um, start taking that intention or operating more with, with, with intention with your finances. Thanks again, Susan. Thank you. And finally, a friendly reminder that as Susan and I have been talking about, it's never going to be anybody more interested in your financial success than you are. So act accordingly.